How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Out has been made. Let's talk about what just happened. The good and the bad. It's time for the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show with the franchise, Tim Allen, on the fan. If you need doors and windows... Go to PellaWI.com. It is a final of the game in the series, and the results are good from Chicago as the Brewers get a 10-inning, 4-2, hard-fought victory. Welcome, everybody, to the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin post-game show. Tim Allen, uh, Joe Zenzola is going to be hanging out here. I definitely have aged after that one. There's, there's no question. I was trying to figure out what a Cubs series does to, to, to my body. Uh, does it add, uh, does it subtract seconds, uh, minutes, hours, a couple of days? Maybe, a, I don't know what it does, but it shortens my lifespan a little bit. They get it done. Guys, pitching the name of the game. And I know some, some are going to uh, really question uh, Brandon Woodruff getting through seven innings on 74 pitches and going to Devin Williams there, and it immediately was was tied back up. But nonetheless, we, we have a little time to dissect all of that as uh, the Brewers get the get the victory. They take the, the win today, they take the series, and they get back to even. And again, this tough schedule to start the 2021 championship season, well, I, I, I guess it could be worse. You lose two of three to the Minnesota Twins, you bounce right back on the road in Chicago, hostile environment, and you get the uh, series victory two games to one. So you're you're right back at three and three, and we'll take that as uh, the Brewers head to St. Louis for a three-game set starting tomorrow as the road trip continues. I want to get your reaction. Uh, should Brandon Woodruff have had pitched that uh, eighth inning? 74 pitches. Again, you had Freddie Peralta in five innings of work go, what, 92 yesterday. So Woody's not warranted to go, you know, maybe one more rack. Has not thrown a complete game in his career. So, I mean, there, there's something to think about there, and it almost cost him. Uh, Devin Williams needs to to get his stuff together. Keston Heeran needs to get his stuff together. There are some concerns here, but certainly get the win. That's what counts. And you just do whatever you have to do to get that victory. And Lorenzo Cain. How about Lorenzo Cain today? Uh, the first brewer in franchise history to hit a go-ahead to hit two. Check that. Go-ahead home runs in the eighth inning or beyond in the same game. No one has ever done that in a Brewers uniform. I mean, that's pretty tough to do, a couple of go-ahead homers. I would have thought, though, I mean, is it is it that tough? But apparently so in Milwaukee Brewers franchise history. We'll, we'll hear from Craig Council coming up. I'm sure that we're going to hear a little bit from Lorenzo Kane and Brandon Woodruff. A lot to get to. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show. And also uh, a little tidbit from a, a, a guy named Cody Decker and uh, he kind of slammed the organization that's a little bit later on we'll, we'll get to that but celebrating a Brewers victory today uh, they get it done in 10 innings four to two and you wonder just keep that before we get to our game recap just keep this in your hip pocket I know the Orlando Arcia deal was made yesterday for a couple of uh, right-handers and I just wonder when you take a look at the makeup of 
the relievers, the middle relievers. I know it's Devin Williams and, and Josh Hader at the tail end. We're, we're all well aware of that. But how do you get there? You've got Suter as the, the long man. But how do you get there with, with a J.P. Fireisen who's having a great year? Don't get me wrong. I, I get it. But it still is uh, maybe a, an unproven track record. Brad Boxberger, a Drew Rasmussen. I mean, maybe that was done out of necessity or some form of need for this year. And just, th- just think about that with the Orlando Arcia deal because you can't throw strikes. What are you doing, guys? Four consecutive hitters were on a two-strike count to end this baseball game. One swing of the bat, the Cubs could have came back and, and taken the series. One swing because you're screwing around with a bunch of off-speed stuff, some patience shown by the Chicago Cubs hitters for sure. Well, man, oh, man, it got a little nail-biting uh, toward the end of this one. When it gets a reaction, if you want to join us, uh, 414-799-1250. Let's get into our game recap back in the first inning. This, this game started at 1.20 this afternoon. Brewers did have some traffic in the first inning off Hendricks. Um, Keston here, another strikeout after the bounce out by Lorenzo Kane. 0 for 16 with nine strikeouts to that point in the season for Keston Hira. Uh, Yelich then with a two-out base hit. Garcia reaches on air, brings up Shaw. Can he do it again in the first inning like he did yesterday? A three-run shot? No. Shallow pop-up ends that frame. Woody, a nice sturdy one, two, three, bottom of the first on 11 pitches. And keep that in mind, the pitch count. Uh, pretty pivotal here with with uh, Woody's outing today. Both teams go one, two, three in that second inning. Uh, pitcher's duel ensues early on uh, into the third inning. Crew in order in the third. Keston Hira with a hard shot liner to right field, but still now 0 for the season. If you're keeping track, 0 for 17 to that point with nine strikeouts. I hate picking on Keston Hira. I really do. <laughs> I just do. Bottom of the third inning, uh, Woody allows a base runner. It was a reach on air. Robertson with the air. Quickly erased, though, on a double play by Robertson, the 4-3 variety, and gets uh, Hendricks on a strikeout. 25 pitches looking good for Woody through three. No score to the fourth inning. Brewers a leadoff double by Christian Yelich in that fourth. Garcia screamer to center. Hap a nice play on it. Nothing doing for the Brewers in that fourth. No score. Bottom of the fourth inning. Woody, one, two, three in that fourth inning. Now has struck out five on 35 pitches through the four innings of work. Looking good. Brewers, one out single in the fifth uh, by Robertson. Uh, Woody bunts him over. Man in scoring position. Lorenzo Kane pops it up. Uh, bottom five, no score. One, two, three. Woodruff, bottom of the fifth inning. Pitch count, 47 through the five innings, seven strikeouts, a scoreless game into that sixth inning. Brewers a chance in the sixth inning. Keston strikes out. Hmm. 0 for 18 to that point with 10 strikeouts on the season. Holy Brad Nelson. Uh, Yelich then draws a walk. Garcia then with a base hit. Runners at the corners for Shaw. Just misses a fair ball to right. I think it might have been fair right there. Would have given the Brewers the lead, but uh, they rule it foul. He pops out, and Urias strikes out to end the frame. Wow, to the bottom of the sixth. Woody, one, two, three. Another strikeout in that bottom of the sixth inning. Eight strikeouts as the game moves scoreless into that seventh inning. The Brewers empty in the seventh inning. Wow. Wow. Woody back out there, just 56 pitches into the bottom half of the seventh inning, and the no-hitter is broken up, leading off the seventh inning. Who jinxed it? Uh, Woody right there, and and the announcers uh, did not catch this, but for some reason, Woodruff in the bottom of the seventh inning slowed the pace up, and he could t- it was it was noticeable for me. And I don't, I don't know what uh, maybe tensions get a little tight when you got a no hitter going or whatever. But uh, he falls behind half three to one, and he base hits him. There goes the no hitter. Uh, but 
you know, again, it's about winning the baseball game. He then gets a uh, fly out to center for the first out. Uh, Then against Rizzo, a little bit of a cat and mouse, stepping out, stepping off. Nice battle. Rizzo grounds out. Fielder's uh, fielder's choice gets the lead runner at second. And then uh, Bryant is up, gets the two strikes, then a mound visit by Pena, runs it full to Bryant, and he flies to right. Garcia with a great catch to end that inning in the seventh inning. No hitter gone. Shutout intact, 74 pitches through the seven innings for Brandon Woodruff. And the Brewers, they break through in the eighth inning. Leading off the frame, it was Lorenzo Cain. Lorenzo Cain to left, deep. Peterson looks up, and it's gone! A home run for Lorenzo Cain, and there's your first run of the ball game here in the eighth inning. One nothing, Milwaukee. Yep, Mills let one up and in, and Lorenzo A with a back footed out of here with that wind the way it's blowing out to left. You get it up in the air, and Lorenzo with a big fly to left field. There's your run. Yeah, Lorenzo Kane will take it in a, a bigger swing than that. Coming up in just a second here, Keston Hira, after the Kane bomb, he grounds out. We're on Keston Hira watch here. 0 for 19, 10 strikeouts to start the campaign. Yelich then with a base hit, 3 for 3 with a walk to that point. That was after a pitching change, by the way, for the uh, Chicago Cubs. Yelich then steals second base. Garcia strikes out for the second out. And Shaw strikes out to end that eighth inning. But the Brewers did get the one run from Kane, bottom of the eighth inning, one zip. Devin Williams coming on for the bottom of the eighth inning. Now, would you have made that move right there? I know there's an innings, uh, for lack of another term, sort of restriction or guideline, if you will, this year. But still, 74, you allowed Freddie Peralta to go over 90 yesterday. I just thought that was a little funky from Craig Council, and it was a poor move because Devin Williams, just like the top of the eighth inning, a leadoff home run, um, wow, one-to-one, does get a couple of strikeouts, then a walk uh, to Tony Walters, and gets a ground ball to get out of it. 23 pitches for Devin Williams, but the damage was done. Tied at one into the ninth inning. Brewers, one, two, three in the ninth. Urias, a strikeout. Omar Narvaez, pinch hitting for Pena, gets a ground out to first. And uh, Robertson then grounds out as well. I probably would have went with Vogelbach to throw another lefty out there, but Vogelbach uh, plays a part in the tenth. Uh, As they go into the ninth inning, Josh Hader coming on. Hader gets a strikeout on three pitches to to Hap. Then he gets Sogard to fly to center, walks Rizzo, and he faces Bryant with two outs and a runner on Bryant. A huge battle against uh, Josh Hader. Eight pitches in the at-bat during the at-bat a while pitch, and the runner moves into scoring position. But it ends with this. Here it is. innings at Wrigley Field as Josh Hader fights through it. A 1-1 game as we head to the 10. Game just intensifies from from about mid-game on. I don't know if you were feeling it today, but man, this was pretty intense for the sixth game of the season. No question. They go into extras and a crooked number in that 10th inning with Robertson at second base. Vogelbach, I told you he'd play a part in this. So nice move for Craig Council as Vogelbach will will lash a base hit to put runners on first and third and Lorenzo Kane have a day with one swing of the bat. He gives the Brewers some cushion. Saw the numbers for Kane with runners in scoring position his career. 294, pretty good numbers right there. And this one lifted into center field. Way back goes His second home run in as many at bats. And Milwaukee out in front, four to one. Boy, that was a blast. 
A 1-1 pitch. Workerman gave him a fastball, and he knocked it out of here. A three-run shot for Seamer, middle in, and look at the extension that Lorenzo gets on that pitch. Another back leg swing for Kane. Four RBIs for him today. He's driven all of them in. Wow. Wow is right. Uh, the highlights from Bally Sports Wisconsin. Craig Kishan, Bill Schroeder on that call. And that's all the Brewers get right there. Garcia did reach on air, but he was picked off to end that inning. Four to one. You get some cushion. Bottom of the 10th inning. Fire Eisen called on. Now, again, having a fantastic season. Three and a third in his three appearances. No runs given up. Gets a fly out for the first out. Gets a ground out for the second out. Hayward then base hits him after Fire Eisen fell behind 3-0. and Brings up the tying run. Uh, that's scored the run, uh, making it four to two Contreras then at the plate. I was a little nervous at, at this point, two straight walks, then load the bases. Council goes to yank fire Eisen for Boxberger bases, juiced one in two outs, bottom 10, four, two crew. And it was a Brewers victory as, uh, <laughs> as, as Boxberger gets it done, and I'll tell you, I don't. Uh, I did not feel comfortable late in this game, but the Brewers do get the victory, four-two, the final, as uh, they take the game and the series. I'm getting your reaction here, would you have gone with Woody, Joe? I'll start with you before the break here. Would you have gone with Woody at least to, to get into the eighth inning, and then you had a little cushion using Williams and Hader? Maybe it's uh, let him face a batter or two, but 74 pitches through the seven. My rule of thumb when it comes to starting pitchers, and if they're dealing, keep them in there going into that next inning just to see if they can keep it going. And if you start to see some signs of fatigue, then you make your move. I mean, I understand, Tim, that they're really trying to be careful here in the early goings of the season not to overwork guys, but you mentioned it last night. Freddie Peralta threw over 90 pitches. So I just, to me, yeah, I, you confused you, me. Yeah, I mean, you for me, you always roll with the hot hand. And then if it if if it if Woody starts to struggle, he starts working a count, and all of a sudden he's got a base runner on, then you make the move. Yeah, no doubt. But they get the victory four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. We do have to discuss a Keston Hira and how you uh, come up with a solution. I do want to confirm those numbers. So during the break, we will do that. Uh, just to make sure I, I can make this official as um, all the stats are registered here. But holy Brad Nelson, Keston, I, yi, yi, yi. All right, uh, a huge Brewers victory. If you can call it that, I can. You guys know that. This is uh, early on in the season. There's no question about that. But you know what? You beat the Cubs here in a series. Uh, it's a series you wouldn't have to beat them in September then if, if they're going to vie for the division crown. Uh, that is the Cubs, uh, right along with the Brewers and Cardinals and possibly even Cincinnati Reds. It's going to be a fun season in the Central. There's no doubt about that. You're listening to the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show. Tim Allen after a Brewers hard-fought 10-inning 4-2 victory right here at 1250 AM. The Fan in Odyssey Station. The game's over, and Tim Allen is taking your calls now on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show on The Fan. Dial him up now at 414-799-1250 or tweet the show at 1250AMTheFan. You got to wonder if uh, pitching is the name of the game here for the Milwaukee Brewers 2021 championship season because it looks good, guys. It does. I mean, the bullpen I, I thought would be a, a strength for sure when you have Williams and, and Hader in the back end there. I'm a big fan, as you guys know, of Drew Rasmussen. But I think to get to those guys, number one, they're going to have to perform. Uh, and, and Devin Williams has had a couple of uh, iffy outings here early on. But the starting pitching, man, I, you, you have to applaud Stearns and putting this thing together thus far. Because, you know, guys like Freddie that, that did what he did last night. Now, again, there was there was some traffic there for Freddie with, with his walks yesterday. But pitch count high, uh, five innings, 90-plus pitches for Freddie last night. But 
Then you then you 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 follow up with Brandon Woodruff today, and just one of Woody's best performance in a Brewers uniform for sure. There's no there's no question. And you're going to follow up opening up uh, St. Louis's uh, home schedule with Corbin Burns tomorrow. And again, if Freddie's Freddie, if Freddie and that slider are Freddie, followed up. Now this is five one two in the rotation. But it may line up down the line here in a series, in a three-game set. You're going to be facing Freddie Peralta, Brandon Woodruff, and Corbin Burns. A one-time through, two for Woody here this season. But it's looking good. It's looking re- – and for those over the years that have said, where are the pitchers? Where are the pitchers? They need an ace. They need, need an ace. Well, instead of a true number one nationally, how about three number twos? Or three number threes, or a number two and two threes, a two and three threes. The flow chart, just flow that thing up toward the top of the rotation, and these are the types of results you get. Given the offense time to get their stuff together. That's what's going on this year for the Brewers. Offense needs to get it together a little bit. But the pitching is buying them time to do so. And they're getting the victories here. Three and three, granted. But they win two of three in Chicago against the uh, Chicago Cubs. That is a sweet victory today, 4-2, the final in 10. And again, Brandon Woodruff just on fire. Pitch efficiency was there. I mean, he had every pitch going. The curveball was nasty today. Gasson 97-98 again, working the slider in. Had the changeup dropping. Had it all going. That's what a, that's what a, a, a bona fide ace does We need to hear from Brandon Woodruff. He's got to be uh, very pleased with this outing. Let's go inside the clubhouse. Let's find out what happened in today's game from the guys that played it. Let's head inside the clubhouse presented by Windows Select. Right now, buy one, get one free. Plus, no payments for an entire year. Call them today at 262-703-3500. Um... You had talked before coming into this game about kind of working both sides of the plate with the fastball. Um, what was the foundation of your success today? Um, just, just exactly what you said. I think I made a <clears throat> made a little tiny adjustment this week with, um, with the delivery. And today, I felt I felt in sync. I felt smooth. I felt on time, um, which allows me to be able to throw the ball where I want to. So. Um, and I think it um, early on, I was getting a, a ton of um, early contact, and some of the pitches were honestly some of the pitches caught a lot of plate. But um, I think I was doing such a good job job of getting down the mound a little bit better, and I think it was giving that sinker better action, and was able to get a lot of a lot of ground balls there early on. So um, yeah, basically, just it, it all starts and ends with a fastball for me, uh, and everything else just plays off that. Hey, Brandon, how, how satisfied were you with uh, your pace? Uh, that's something that we talked about a lot last year. It, se- it seems like the last couple, you know, first starting today, of course, was excellent in that regard. Yeah, um, that's always big for me. Um, it helps me um, when, when I've got a good pace going, it helps me get on time, helps the delivery, helps everything, helps every, all my pitches, and um, that's key for me, so – um, that's just something I'll continue to, to work on and have nailed down. And, uh, the biggest thing with that is just having a consistency with it every time I go out. So, um, I'll continue working on that and hopefully, uh, you know, have that nailed down for every start. Brandon, how much was a battle? Uh, how much was, of a battle was there at 74 pitches after seven? Um, I, I know the pitch count looks a little, uh, I mean, obviously that's really low for considering the innings, but, um, it was I, after that inning. I think it was once that once uh, Hap got the hit there. I knew I had to kind of empty the tank in a, in a sense. And um, even though it wasn't that many pitches, the ups is what um, gets you a little bit. And and after that, and getting out of that inning and and basically just emptying the tank there in the seventh and just to just to get through that, uh, I was I was a little tired coming out after that inning. So um, yeah, I, I mean. Hopefully, you know, 
I think the biggest thing we have to, to look at is um, I think that was the right time. I think that was the right moment to do it because I was I was losing myself in my delivery a little bit on some pitches there. Um, uh, not too much, but just a few pitches there towards the end. And um, I think Hookie and, and Counts kind of identified it too as well. So, um, you know, that was – I think it was the, the right move. So, hopefully going forward, I get through seven on 72 pitches, they'll have to, you know, pretty much rip rip me off the mound to, to you know, take me out. So, um, but it's, it's still early and, um, you know, I'm just glad we, we pulled out that win. Brandon, did you think what Abby about had- Abby's catch to get you out of that inning? Yeah, that was huge. Uh, Yelly had a really good one too. Um, I don't. I think the inning before, um, actually, I think Hap hit that one that liner to left that he caught, and um, that was huge. Um, but you know, it's crazy when when you when things are kind of going good, some good plays just happen. I think when you're attacking and you're um, you know getting early contact that keeps your defense engaged. And I think I was able to do that for the most part. And um, when you're able to do that, um, you know, good plays happen behind you because the positional guy, you know, the guys out on the field are not on their, on their heels. So um, I did not, honestly, when he, when he, when uh, Brian hit that, I did not think that um, there was going to be a shot to catch it. And then, I don't know what the ball just kind of hung up there for the last second. He kind of closed in on it and, I mean, made a heck of a catch. So um, that was uh, that was that was huge. Woody, what does it mean to just get out of this series with a series victory and go into uh, St. Louis with a little bit of momentum? Yeah, I, it's huge. Uh, you know, anytime we can come in here and take a series um, at Wrigley is is really big. I think that's big for our confidence uh, going forward and. Um, you know, it's, it's, we got another tough one coming up, you know, in, in St. Louis. So, um, hopefully we can keep that momentum going and, um, you know, keep hitting and putting up some runs and keep pitching well. Brandon, how about Low Kane? That's, that's my guy, man. Uh, he, he, he was due. So, um, I know he was a little frustrated early on and then, um, uh, he, he got a good pitch to hit and, um, you know, put a good swing on it, and then he then he hit a you know hit another one. So I was super fired up for him, and um, hopefully he can he can keep that going and and lean back on a couple more. So that is Brandon Woodruff, today's uh, starting pitcher after the Brewers four two ten inning victory. So we get our answer there. Pitch count in the lower seventies, and it was it was essentially sort of Woody's feel and it was it was woody feel here so those that you know, like me that essentially say that brandon woodruff is going to be an elite pitcher in all of major league baseball i guess uh you would say that it's a final hurdle to to get over the ups and downs of of you know he's done let's let's face it never really gets to go up and down seven times in a majority of his starts that's you know we talk about pitch efficiency uh, you 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 work a pitch count up, even though there's uh, no runs given up, but you work a pitch count up to 23 or 25 in the first inning. You toss in another 17 in the second. That eliminates your shot at a seven or eight inning or a complete game. In this case, pitch count was not the issue. Now, all of a sudden, it is uh, getting a little tired here from the ups and downs of a, a seven-inning game and you know emptied the tank in the seventh inning. Mm-mm-mm. All right, he needs to graduate to the next level then. <laughs> pitch efficiency and keeping the pitch count down, check. Now let's extend it a little bit more and get that first CG on the ledger for Brandon Woodruff. But he was outstanding today. Eight strikeouts, just the one hit allowed. And who raise your hand if you thought it was going to be a no-hitter? I mean, if he doesn't give up, I wonder if uh, the tank would have been empty if he doesn't give up the hit to Hap to open up that seventh inning and how far they'd have, they'd have gone with him and just wonder about that. 
Lorenzo Cain, huge day today, a couple of home runs, one to take the lead in the eighth and a three-run blast in the tenth to give him some cushion and a victory. Nice to see Locaine back in the lineup. He had been off for a couple of days due to an oblique issue, but didn't seem to bother him too much today, at least at the plate, as he goes yard twice, knocking in all four Brewers' runs in a 4-2 victory. Here's Locaine from Wrigley. Lorenzo, how uh, happy are you that you guys were able to pull that out considering the way Woodruff pitched at the start of that game? Yeah, I mean, it's always happy. To, you're always happy to pull out a win there, especially with the way Big Wolf pitched. Um, guys, unbelievable. I mean, lights out, got some nasty stuff. So uh, definitely want to go up there and, you know, get a win, not only for him, but uh, for his team as well. So great day by everybody. Lorenzo, it looks like you're seeing the ball pretty well. I had a good day. I mean, it, it started off rocky. Um, you know, uh, you know, I'm, I'm still not, you know, where I want to be as far as my timing, but I was able to, you know, go up and compete, and um, that's what I plan on doing the rest of the year. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm still, I'm still trying to get back to old form, but um, yeah, today was a good day. Lorenzo, it's uh, kind of crazy how things work out. I don't know if you were scheduled to be the leadoff hitter today, and. Turns out you had to be because of of Colton. Who knows how this game could have turned out if, <laughs> had he not been hitting leadoff, right? Yeah, uh, you know, got a chance to lead off. You know, it's been a while since I've been up there, so uh, you know, it, it was uh, you know felt good to be back up there to you know lead off spot. Um, but at the same time, you know, um, I was happy that I was able to go out there and produce and you know get on base, driving some runs. Um, just kind of you know be that table setter for the guys. So you know, it was a great day for me. But uh, most importantly, we got to win. Lo, going to test your memory. Can you remember the last time you hit two in a game? The only time I remember hitting double-digit home runs was when we played the Yankees when I was with Kansas City. But I don't know if I've done it since then. But So you would have to tell me. <laughs> two th- yeah, 2017. That, that game? It, it was against the uh, Angels, I believe. Oh, now I remember. Yeah, yeah, I remember that game. Oh, yeah, I was on a on a hot streak during that time, so it definitely felt good. Uh, you know, just, just you know, going up there, squaring the ball up. You know, as a hitter, that's what you want to do. And um, like I said, I was able to do that today. Lo, how are you feeling physically? <laughs> you know what I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you I'm good. And I'll be right out there and I'll be ready to go. Um, yeah, that's, that's all I got for you. <laughs> Are you lying, Lorenzo? <laughs> uh, I'll be out there. <laughs> Regardless of how I feel, you know me. Lo, Woody said you were pretty frustrated with how the first couple of days or maybe your at-bats had gone. I mean, is it just for any player, right, just to see results? Does that help you, you know, exhale a little bit or a good sign that that the work is paying off? Yeah, it definitely helps. You know, um, I said that. The short amount of games I played in spring, you know, it sucked, but hey, it, it is what it is. Can't really do anything about it. Can't change it. So, uh, you know, every, everyone here knows my mindset. I'm gonna go up there and give my best effort. I'm gonna go up and compete, and uh, hopefully, I can go up there and get a job done. Well, uh, I, I mean, oh, I'm sorry. No, uh, but I, I, I do want to say this. I do want to say this. You know, I just I know we've been scuffling as a team as far as hitting, and, and uh, I do want to say this that you know Andy Haynes and, and, and and my guy, Cruiser, definitely two of the hardest working hitting coaches in the league for me. Um, I know things have been going the way we, we wanted early on, but uh, like I said, I, I'll vouch for those those two guys any day of the week. And, uh, you know, us as men, we got to just step up and go up and get the job done. So uh, hopefully, hopefully things change. Hopefully it gets better, you know, good or bad the rest of the season. You know, um, I definitely vouch for those two guys 100%. Sorry, Lo, didn't mean to cut you off there. You know, everybody had asked, about how the four outfielder thing was going to work at the start of the season. And already, you know, we're only a week in and, and we're seeing that it's paying dividends. You know, from your perspective, as one of the members of that rotation, it's a good thing, isn't it, to have that depth and be able to rotate like you guys have been in the outfield? Yeah, it's nice. Um, like I said, we got a lot of good outfielders. So, uh, you know, Ivy, Yelly, you know, Bradley, you know, I feel like we're, we're a solid outfield group, you know, solid team as, as a whole. And, um, like I said, we definitely, I feel we can definitely stay fresh. Um, you know what I mean? I don't like to have more than one day off at a time. 
but uh, yeah, we're still working on that. Um, but at the same time, it, it keeps everyone fresh in outfield. Um, everyone's, you know, wearing to go, itching to get out there to play. But uh, at the same time, you know, it, it's definitely going to help our our bodies, you know, for the long long haul. Hey, Lorenzo, back to what you were saying about Haynes and Cruz. I'm sure you've been on many teams where the team goes through a slump and like the easy thing, the chatter away from the team is, you know, it's the hitting coach's fault. I'm wondering as players, um, when that happens, how much does that bother you? It bothers me because I don't, I don't like to blame the hitting coach for anything. Um, we're grown men. We've been been doing this for a while. Um, they're, they're there to, you know, give us the best info possible. Um, help us to improve as a hitter. Um, but at, at the end of the day, we got to go up and get it done in the box. So, um, you know, like I said, what happens, good good or bad, the rest of the season, I vouch for those two guys. And uh, like I said, I know for a fact that no one works harder, harder than those two guys, 100%. You, you feel that, though, as a player, though, right, Lorenzo? Like when, when things are not maybe going so well, um, that it's going to kind of – Maybe in the public side, fall on the hitting coaches a lot of the times. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a I'm not a big guy blaming the hitting coach for anything. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Uh, that's how this game works. You know, um, everybody's looking for somebody to blame. So um, other than themselves. So uh, I'm a tight guy. I need to go up there and step up as a hitter, step up as a player, and um, I'm going to continue to you know work my tail off in the cage. I know all these hitters are working their butts off every day. Um, I know everyone's probably pressing right now because, you know, we're not hitting the way we should be. But at the same time, this group works hard. And um, I think we're going to continue to improve as hitters. And uh, hopefully we can go up there and uh, score a lot more runs, you know, consistently. All right, there he is, Lorenzo Kane, and and pressing just a little bit. He admitted it right there. And that's what we kind of thought. Uh, heading into uh, today's game and the first handful of games, I don't, I don't think uh, – it's a surprise to anybody to have someone confirm that this offense is pressing just a little bit. It's okay to admit that, and you do tend to press. Uh, you're having some rough goes at work with whatever you do. You'll, you'll press it to try and get better. And I will say this about Lorenzo Cain. If, if you don't like that dude, I, I would question if you're a human being. <laughs> How can you? He is so difficult to dislike. Just just as a player, as a person, what he says, I mean, having some fun there with regards to are you feeling all right? And I can I can relate to that, too. And I, I think I made mention of this uh, yesterday or the day before that it doesn't matter what you ask these guys. They're good to go in terms of injury. Hey, you feeling all right? How's the arm doing? How's the shoulder doing? Everything's great. Everything's good. It's fine. I'll be out there tomorrow. Going to give it my all. So and and I think that's why he was sort of laughing about that because we know the answers to most of these guys when you ask if they're all right. And uh he looked good today. That's for sure. A couple of home runs and giving the Brewers a 4-2-10 inning victory. Craig Council's got to be pretty pleased about the series. Got to be overjoyed with his starting pitchers. We'll hear from Counts up next. It is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin post-game show on 12:50 a.m. the Fan and Odyssey Station. What was the deal with the lineup? Why did he make that bullpen move? Why did he pinch hit with that guy? Time to get all of those questions answered and more with Scoop from the Skipper on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show on The Fan. Hey, as you probably can imagine, there's a lot of armchair managing today when Woody comes out at 74 pitches. But, but he made clear that he had sort of emptied the tank. Was that... A collaborative decision, or did you and Hook sort of see that as he was working through the seven? Yeah, I think, um, yeah, we, we definitely talked about it as, as the seventh inning went on after the leadoff guy. When the leadoff guy got on, it was, um, yeah, I, I thought he he was expending a lot of energy to get get through that inning, and um, he, he said it immediately when he came in. So it, it was, you know, we – I, I talked to Woody about it, but um, at this point, it was the right thing to do. And there are going to be times when he keep he keeps going, but this was the right thing to do at, at this point. What did you think about just his fastball command, Craig, and how how dominant he was today? Yeah, that that's the thing. He, he was just locked in with with everything, really. And you know, what I, what I loved is that 
And it's the same thing that I've seen with Freddie a little bit too, is that there's this kind of throttle that they're working with, um, with their fastball and, um, have some left when they need a little extra. Um, but pitching at that almost like 90% effort level, I think allows them to really command the baseball with still special stuff. And that's what you saw from Woody today. Greg, I'm guessing you didn't expect two homers from uh, low Kane today, but, uh, obviously very timely performance by him. That's just kind of the veteran stepping up in situations where you need him, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is. I mean, we, it, it's, you know, just a, the way the game played out, it was, it was unlikely for sure, but it was, um, he, he put two good swings on baseballs. Um, you know, the, the swing in the 10th was, was enormous. Um, and I was, you know, great to have him back in there and great to have him part of a huge win. He's been in the middle of some wins already. Um, and, I, and I think we all see the significance of him being back. It's, uh, it, he's a big game player. He loves the moments. He's so competitive and that rubs off on everybody. That moment there in the, uh, in the 10th inning, when you bring in Boxberger, that's, those are the kind of moments that you're, uh, you're, you're signing a guy like that for, aren't they? The veteran experience, a guy who's been in those tough situations. The thing you know, that immediately stands out about Brad is it's Fox is just a, it's a low heartbeat, right? Yeah, that, that's what you, that's what he gives you. Um, you see it, you recognize that it, it's from his experience. It's what we talked about the other day. Uh, but his closing experience means these situations um, are not unfamiliar. And um, look, you got to be in them. To, you got to be in him to get better at him. And I'm, I'm really proud of JP today. I, I am. I, I think he did. You know, that's we put him in a big spot. And in my eyes, he delivered. He, he did. He, he got two big outs. He got the experience of it. Um, and so I'm, I'm really proud of him because he, he's off to a great start this year and he's going to be an important guy for us. Craig, what about Devin Williams? Because he just hasn't pitched much. Do you feel like he's still working into form? I thought I thought Devin threw the ball a lot better today. Um, I thought he threw the ball really good today. I mean, he he made a mistake. You know, if he didn't locate a fastball with the Peterson. Look, I'd give Jock give Jock credit. It was a ninety-six mile an hour fastball. You know, he, he deserves some credit for hitting that. Um, th this season was not going to be the same for Devin Williams. It's, it, there's going to be challenges to it. The, the league presents players with challenges. It, it, it's incredible at doing that. Devin and I had that conversation this offseason, but Devin threw the ball great today. He, he's gonna he's gonna be really good this year. And I thought today was a big step forward from from uh, Monday night. Three hits for Yelly, four times on base. How good is it to see that? He had a great game. Yeah, he had, he had a baseball players game. It was it was, uh, you know, he, I, there was a game he had in Milwaukee very similar to this against the Cubs where it was a bunch of hits, stolen bases, um, very, very similar game. And a nice catch. And, uh, and a nice catch. I don't remember that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember Avi's, sorry. Craig, don't you feel like you play this game against the Cubs every time you come to Wrigley? <laughs> Yeah, I, I think we it's it's highlighted because it's a it is a rivalry. But um, I mean, we've had the games in Milwaukee as well. It, it's a fun series. It's a fun series. That the teams, what what we start to realize is that the teams just know each other so well. Um, it, it's you know their players are similar, our players are similar, and, and it, it just. It's a, and I think that kind of leads to the pitching a little bit that, that you you often see, um, but they're they're fun games. You know that's the best way to say it. Here or there, here or at home, they're, they're fun games, and they, they seem to be really really competitive. Yeah, there he is, Craig Council, and and these two teams are rivals, and this is uh, more so than the St. Louis Cardinals guys. This is their biggest rival the brewers and cubs have really you know in the last i would say the last 10 years have have uh, really developed this rivalry here and and you see it get a little testy just about every single series it's uh, 
He talked about box, uh, you know, having the, the lower heartbeat. Not me. Not in a Cub Brewer series. No chance. Nothing is guaranteed in these uh, in these games between the Brewers and the Cubs. And how do you feel now one time plus through the starting rotation here of Woodruff, Burns, Hauser, Anderson, and Peralta? And they had said that that, that is going to be somewhat of a strength and, and I thought it was going to be the offense. Well, so far, it's been the starting pitching. Uh, the, the relief core is still trying to find itself a little bit, although, you know, stepping up when they need to, uh, as much as a 3-3 three and three record uh, can, can bring you. But uh, pretty impressive, the starting rotation so far. It really is. And, I mean, if this continues, uh, all things being healthy, I would suspect that this is probably the way it's going to go. A rather competitive starting rotation. Keep you in ball games. There's going to be the, you know, guys, there's, there's going to be the blow up games every now and then. And, and you get that. But in terms of day-to-day grind of a 162, uh, this is probably going to get, this probably is going to be what you get. Uh, the rest of the season. All right, so I found the uh, official numbers on Keston Hira. Yes, I did have them right. Uh, we'll have that for you after the break. And what would you do if you want to jump in here? There's a few minutes left here, uh, 414-799-1250. So one thing in the offense that I think uh, is is puzzling to a lot of folks, and you know, when, when I throw these numbers out there that Keston Hira has thus far this season – I don't know if there's an easy solution other than let him hit his way out. That's about all you can do. You're listening to the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show. 4-2. It took 10, but we'll take it. Brewers win the game and the series. We'll be back on 1250 AM, The Fan and Odyssey Station. Did that really just happen? What was he thinking? It's time for the are you kidding me moment of the game. On the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show on the fan. 4-2 the final. They get it done in 10 innings tonight. Uh, I should say this afternoon. It took a while. 10 innings. How do you like that uh, extra frame format? It's and, and again, a lot of purists, a lot of traditionalists, they don't like it. I, uh, I It's grown on me, guys. It, it really is. I, I just love the intensity of it. Uh, if, it, if it was a derivative of COVID and you wanted to limit uh, last year the amount of exposure uh, player to player and just just shorten these games up a little bit, yeah, I get that. But the outcome of it, I think it's here to stay. I do, and I, and I do kind of like it. It is pretty intense. It's a man on second base with nobody out. I mean – that is a strategic uh, sort of situation uh, for a player. Does he want to give himself up, roll over to uh, to the to the other side if you're a left-handed hitter, uh, or to the pull side? And and really, do you want to go the other way as a right-hander, get that runner over? Do you want to bunt? Do you want to just play it out and shoot for the big inning because the other guys get the chance as well? Uh, pretty interesting. All right, are you kidding me? Moment comes from uh, young Keston Hira. And, and I don't know if there's an easy answer to this outside of uh, you just throw him out there and let him play. He's a far, far better baseball hitter than, than he's showing. But, uh, yeah, I have the numbers uh, official. Uh, we're on Keston watch here. As he starts out the 2021 championship season through the first six games, 0 for 19 with a hit by pitch, the only time he reached base, 10 of the 19 ABs. Now you could say 10 of the 20 plate appearances he has struck out. Now, again, there's some center cut fastballs this offense is missing. He's not the only one. I don't know, dead red 2-0, 3-1, and we're just sitting there watching or swinging right through, just swinging right through. I don't know what you're looking for. But we're seeing that up and down this lineup. Now, they are starting to just hit the ball a little bit better. But Keston Hira, 0 for 19 with 10 strikeouts is just – he ought to get uh, some, some consultation from Craig Council because I think that was mm, 0 for 45 <laughs> streak. Certainly, I don't 
believe that was to start a season, though. All right, uh, Cody Decker is his name. He does a, a podcast on the uh, Odyssey platform, and you can check him out. He's not he's not going to be my friend, but I'm sure his uh, podcast is entertaining. Earlier today on the score in Chicago, he had this to say about Milwaukee. Hey, Cody, before we let you go, why do you not like the Brewers? Um, trash organization. That's it. Go on. I played for them. They were, they were, they sucked. Right. I hate, yeah, I hated good, every good, second. The good, only good team. I, I, how about this? I take that. Enough. I've given him enough time on this show. I want to know why the follow-up question wasn't asked. Why? Because you were signed by the Brewers in 2017 and spent about 52 days in the organization before they cut you. And all of a sudden they're a trash organization. I would love to know why. I think I want to talk to him. Joe, would you recommend that? I don't know. The guy seems like a tool. <laughs> he does. Maybe but... maybe that's why he didn't last long with the Milwaukee Brewers because he's being too much of a tool in the clubhouse. Yeah, it could be, but uh, I think that'd be an interesting conversation. The dude that says the Milwaukee Brewers are a trash organization. Now... <laughs> I would just love to get the sentiment as to why that was stated. And and maybe there's some bad experiences that he had in the organization. I'll give him about this much lateral movement. So uh, you can download the Odyssey app and you can hear guys like Cody Decker. Um, <laughs> uh, and uh, among others, uh, sports, music, uh, podcasts, you, you get it all. Odyssey app. Uh, if you already have the Radio.com app, it is already flipped over to Odyssey. Uh, we're going to shorten things up here. And, uh, Joe, thanks for the help today. I know you had a long day today, but uh, we'll be back at you tomorrow. Brewers Road Trip continues. It's a uh, start of a three-game set in St. Louis. It's a uh, mid-afternoon start time. We're projected to get on the air with the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show at right around 6 o'clock, 6.30, somewhere in there. We'll talk some Brewers baseball. We'll solve this Keston Hira issue. And uh, just hopefully Burns can just just toss another gem back-to-back-to-back, Peralta, Woodruff, and Burns. So uh, for Joe Zanzola, my name is Tim Allen. Brewers win 10 innings it takes, but it's a 4-2 victory. They win the game and the series. You guys have a great night. I'll see you tomorrow night for another edition of the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show on 1250 AM, The Fan and Odyssey Station. And remember, smile, Milwaukee. The world will smile back. Uh